The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 398. We are fresh off of AEW Dynamite here just a, you know, a few minutes ago. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about that, but we're AEW All Out is this weekend. We're excited because we're going because we're ballers and we love the wrestling fans. And so we're going to see you out there. Uh, come talk to us. Come say hi. You know, you'll see us. You yeah, because we, we, we will be at all of the fun things. So mm-hmm. the autograph signings on Saturday we're going to be at. Sunday, all of the pre-event parties uh, I we will also be at. Uh, we're going to a GCW Saturday night, which maybe we talk about that a little bit. Maybe uh, tell the fans what we're going to see Saturday night at the GCW show. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be all around Chicago. Tim's never been to Chicago, so I'm going to try to be a good tour guide and take him to the Bean, take him to Sears Tower, or I think it's still called Sears Tower. Take him all the stuff. Uh, take him to Ed DeBivik's, get him yelled at. He doesn't even know what that means. It's going to be so much fun. Um, yeah, so we're going to be doing that stuff too. So you're going to get yelled at in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, taking a vacation to get, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you're in Chicago for all out, let us know. It's going to be amazing. And I cannot wait for us to step foot in the great city of Chicago. Yeah. And start our festivities. We've got a, uh, mancation, right? We're going to go see some wrestling. Now we're going to go to rampage. We'll be there at rampage. We will be at AW Fan Fest. We will be at GCW's Art of War Games, and we'll be at AW All Out. And I, I'm excited. I, the the word excitement isn't even just uh, doesn't describe it well enough for me. I yeah, I'm a, I'm ecstatic. There you go. I'm ecstatic, ecstatic. about All yes. Out. But hey, so yeah. let's uh, let's uh, cut the malarkey here and let's get right into it. So we're gonna do picks. No malarkey. And what we're yeah, no malarkey. We're going to get to our picks, but what we're going to do is, as we're talking about the picks, if it uh, coincides with tonight's episode of Dynamite, we'll talk about that, or we just may generally speak about the match as it is. Uh, So let's kick it off. I am going off of Wikipedia because I love AEW. It is my current favorite promotion to watch, but their website sucks. So I'm going off of Wikipedia and as of Wikipedia, this is the match order. I don't know if this will be the actual match order, but we'll go off of it for now. So kicking it is off in the zero hour match, the pre-show essentially we got Ishii, the stone pit bull from new Japan pro wrestling, taking on the mad King, Eddie Kingston, him. What do you think about the matchup? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, I think this is going to be a fist fight. And, man, I I got to feel like it's Eddie Kingston. I feel like they're going to go for this is Chicago. We've got Eddie. The crowd's going to be behind him. You know. Is he? Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe they're not. They might not him. be. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're not behind he's not him. behind their guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. I feel like Eddie Kingston. I feel like hometown, uh, hometown being AEW versus, you know, New Japan here. And I think Eddie Kingston, uh, Eddie Kingston pulls down the victory. I'll be it. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't go his way. I'm going to go Eddie Kingston, but I'm going that way just because I believe, even though this match order may be wrong, I think this is going to be the first match of the night. So let's get the crowd excited. Let's get the crowd in a good mood. Eddie Kingston winning. will do that. So 
I feel it like put me upset, in a good mood. Well, I feel like an upset loss from Eddie Kingston, the victory coming uh, from Ishii would maybe set people back, right? What the hell is happening? What's Eddie? Is he getting buried because he fought Sammy Guevara? Like there'd be so much talk around it that if you just have them win, then it's like, okay, yeah, let's move on. But that was fun. And then we can get to our next stop. So for that reason, I'm going to Eddie Kingston. I do find it interesting as we're kind of looking through this whole match order though. Uh, Eddie Kingston addressed. I don't care about again, the, the, the reporters in wrestling because uh, they never send out corrections when they're wrong. Side note, but I find it interesting. Eddie Kingston on the all out show, Sammy Guevara, not. So Eddie Kingston's the one who pie faced or punched. However you want to think he did this uh, to Sammy Guevara, right in the face, right in the kisser gave him one right in the, right in the mouth. And he served a suspension, but he gets on the card. Sammy Guevara, who is supposed to face Eddie Kingston, nowhere to be found. So what do you think about that aspect of this? Um, yeah, I, interesting, right? Um, I, I feel like when the news broke, myself and everybody was kind of like, yeah, that sounds believable. Right, like it's, it was like Eddie Kingston punched Sammy in the nose for being just an unlikable prick, and it was like, yeah, all right. So what happens next, right? And this kind of feels like what happens next, right? Like I think we've we've all worked somewhere maybe where some guy was a dick, he got punched, the guy who punched was suspended, but then we found a way to fire the guy who got punched like a week later because it was like final straw, right? Like they were like, hey, we get it. We gotta send you home for two days and write you up. Mm-hmm. We'll take care of the problem, right? And I think that's I don't know. I, I they're not firing Sammy over this, but um I don't think he's it like, does you know it it does feel like a demotion though. Now mm-hmm. he's in a mixed tag. It is with his wife, Tay Conti, uh against Ruby Soho and Ortiz, but I'm going to bet the pay was going to be more for a Kingston on the all out pay-per-view than a mixed tag on rampage. So it's an interesting thing. The other aspect that I think uh, is is interesting about this backstage feud that I don't know if everyone's really seen. Maybe I'm the only one seeing it. Maybe others have seen it and I'm just not seeing what they're saying, but Eddie Kingston, the rumor is, he didn't like that Sammy Guevara called him fat. Apparently that's one of the things you didn't want to say about Eddie. Eddie has certain things you say, Hey, I'll have to go a feud with you, but don't call me fat. Sammy Guevara, I guess, didn't know that calls him fat. Now here's the other aspect though. Rewind a few months before this feud with Eddie Kingston, you heard rumblings online. Ethan page was not having the best time in his feud with Sammy Guevara. Mm. Cause he thought he was hard to work with. If you pay attention to Ethan Page's blog, Ethan Page, Eddie Kingston, good friends. We see him in St. Louis from time to time for Glory Pro Wrestling. So maybe it was, I already don't like this guy. And then he did something I probably would have let slide. But given all the other things that have happened leading up to this point, I'm I'm mad. And so that's where I think it kind of led to. And maybe that's what he explained. And that's why he's not suspended for six months or whatever. Well, and it wasn't made any easier by him having a punchable face, you know? 
Oh yeah. Sammy Guevara is easily a top 10 punchable face kind of person in pro wrestling. Yeah. Top I might 10 make that punchable list. face. Easy. I might make that list, but uh, we'll get back to the picks yeah, okay. here. So next up we got for the AEW all Atlantic championship mm-hmm. champion puck taking on challenger, finally coming out from underneath the box. Kip Sabian, Tim, what do you got? Uh, Pac wins. I don't think Ooh. we're seeing Kip Sabian. I mean, maybe, maybe. I I get the feel this was this was Kip Sabian saying like, "Hey, can I get released?" And they're like, "You owe us twelve more dates." And it's like, "All right, fine, <laughs> let's do this." It's kind of what it felt like to me. So in tonight's AW Dynamite, they did cut a promo on each other. One thing that Kip Sabian did mention few different times in his side of the promo was this is a detour this is a a misdirection from what i guess his ultimate goal is so i guess Pac, you're going to be the first one who lays victim to my new agenda before he goes to nxt something i think kip sabian actually does win this Mm. and here's why wins the title yes i think he wins the title because maybe peeking behind the curtain now i'm getting a little bit trying to be a investigative reporter but how i feel as a smart is like you said maybe kip sabian was getting very frustrated and tony khan said okay i got an idea let's kind of build you as a mystery thing to then be a reveal we'll get a championship on you i hope that'll make you happy then let's see where things go and then for Pac, you know we're going to talk about it here in a few matches, but this trios tournament after we crown the first trios champion, they need a team to face and what better team to give you flips and shits and fun than death trying. So I think pot could easily just fit in back with the Lucha bros. Now we have these trios feuds going on and that's where he lives for a little bit. And then maybe he comes back after the Atlantic championship you know, next summer or something like that. But I think Pac can go that way. And then Kip Sabian, new fresh champion. Let's see what happens because also Pac as the first ever Atlantic champion is a great thing to write down in the history books. Who was the first ever champion? Pac. Oh, well, we all love Pac, right? But this reign isn't something that everyone's writing home about. It's not like, did you see the great promo from Pac about his championship run? Or, you know, it's not setting the world on fire. So let's just keep it moving. Let's get some more new blood in this All-Atlantic Championship. And I think Kip Sabian can do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I, I I could see Kip Sabian in that spot. And, you know, he's not bad. I just, he's another guy I just never really have attached to yet. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to. I'm not like turned off by the guy, you know. I'm just saying like I don't want him on my TV. But he's never really, you know move the needle for me i guess if if that's i love him i know we talk about this so many times if i was athletic i would be Pac. like Pac. well Pac, yeah right yeah oh you're i'm sorry i'm talking talking about about kip sabian right yeah kip sabian i still think there's money with him and penelope ford maybe it's because penelope ford on my tv screen is something i don't hate Uh but kip sabian and penelope ford can still be a thorn in the side of a sammy guevara tay conti or of uh anna jas and angelo parker you know like there's enough couples that we could do stuff with kip sabian and penelope ford that i think it would be interesting 
to have him on the TV. And he has an interesting look. The the I mean, He looks kind of funky right now with blonde hair, but the really dark, big eyebrows like myself. Uh, so he's interesting to look at just aesthetically. Looks weird. He looks like me. I don't know, like that. Yeah, it kind of does. Like if I just had big blonde hair, you know, he's a little bit better in shape, but I'll still whoop him. Um, now, talking about whooping him, let's get into the next match here uh, for the FTW Championship, which can we stop? Anyhow, it's champion Hook. Hook. Taking on Angelo Parker. Tim, what do you got? I am, um, gee, I'm really torn on this one. Um, it's Hook. It's Hook. Hook. Yeah. Hook. It'd be hook. interesting. If... All right, sorry. It would it's be hook. interesting if it was Angelo Parker, though. Yeah. Oh, and look, yes, if there's like, if there is heel tactics and there's shenanigans, there's got to be a lot of shenanigans. But with the help of the JAS, thus helping, I could see them like spurning into this like hook versus the JAS feud. That could be fun. Oh, well, think of the other guy, a part of Angelo Parker, the magic daddy or magic man, Matt Menard. He could get involved. Daddy magic, Matt Menard. Yes. And then they could make this FTW championship some reimagined version of like co-champions kind of like michelle mccool and um who was that michelle mccool and uh uh the, the layla layla right they broke the championship in half i mean i'm not saying do that word for like beat for beat but they could do something like that and then in a two-on-one hook regains it i could see that happening but if i was a betting man i'm putting my money on hook because he needs to throw around some people. I do think this might be the most challenging match of his career. I don't think he's going to just walk through his opponent like he did uh, JWoww's husband a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But I do think he'll get the victory. But I could see him fighting off Matt Menard to get to Angelo Parker, and then that then gets the victory. So that's what I got there. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. So now in the first, uh, the crowning of the first ever AEW World Trios Championships, the tournament final, it is going to be, as we saw from our main event tonight, the elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks taking on, as of this recording, TBD. So let's dive into this. First, let's go with who they might be facing. Friday night, we've got the best friends and the Dark Order but LOL psych, it's not really the Dark Order because Andrade beats up 10 and damn near kills Evil Uno. I believe Jose uh, gave a taser gun. I think he to 10. I think he was like, I think he held the taser in front of him, like, don't do it, right? I think 10 oh. got caught in the crossfire, right? Because oh. he tries to like, he's like, hey, you should work for me. I like your bot or something like that, whatever he said, right? And he was like, I like your bot, but take the mask off. I, I, I wear the mask in this relationship. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But it, then Evil Uno steps in. He's like, hey, back off, my friend. Take your dirty money. I don't need this. And then he, you know, they, they go to whoop up on Uno, and Tink gets caught in the crossfire. And as they're beating up on Uno, Tink's trying to get stand up, but he's on his bum knee, and the guy, like, holds the taser in front of him, and he's oh, okay. like, 
then they all just kind of back out and he's like motherfucker you know like okay i couldn't tell if it was a don't ride the lightning of it yeah no because the the telltale for me was like tin was just kind of looking down like all right like i was like Uh, well he's not getting tased right because he's just like all right all right all right i got you either that or tin is the most badass dude on the roster which hey uh, i like this i hope that we are going with preston vance leaves the dark order this dark order thing we loved them and even keeping some of the like core nerds right if we keep evil uno johnny hungy and alex silver right that's fine but look 10 is never gonna be anything more than this in the dark order and i think well, it's time to let this guy do something more but okay and i understand that i do understand that point of let's let this guy shine however in every dorky group you need someone to stand real up real muscle for. Yeah, Johnny Hungy's great, but you know he's the one that's flexing at the bad guys, not really realizing that Ten is behind him with a baseball bat, saying "Run, motherfuckers!" But Johnny Hungy's like, yeah, ah, the hangman is is, well, is their savior. Well, we'll get into the second part. So, uh, for whatever reason, again, uh, Andrade takes out Evil Uno, takes out Ten. Ten has a knee injury. Later on. Uh, we could do a backstage uh, interview segment with John Silver and Alex Reynolds. And they're like, we don't have anyone. I guess we're just going to go to take on three guys. Best friend. And then Hangman comes in and is like, you know, you always had, you had me. If if they can't go, I'm in. Yeah. It's like, I'm not so going to leave now, you to get beat. Like, I'm here for you, man. So now Friday, Friday night at Rampage, which we will be at, we have the best friends we're ballers. taking on taking on hangman adam page and the dark order baby faces baby faces hangman orange cassidy best friends dark order nerds on nerds violent i mean what do we do here how does this play out in your in your mind yeah so the cooler nerds are the best friends in orange cassidy right they're the cooler nerds. i mean sure <laughs> sure they're all nerds but yeah but uh man i i i don't see anything that happens that leads us to dissension amongst the dark order and the hangman right like something bizarre would have to happen in this match and so i think we just get like a a fun loving like this is early maybe this is the maybe start the real the main show right and get us all happy. And I think the best friends win. And you got to give the people what they want. Big hug in the middle. Best friends are over the Dark Order and Hangman. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's something. Wow. You know, there's melees going on all over the thing. Hangman's got a guy over off on the side. He's throwing him off of a uh, off of the entranceway. And then somebody gets a roll up in the ring. Right orange cast that is interesting so then let's fast forward let's get back to our all-out picks here we would then in your world i'll get to my side here in just a moment but let's continue your thought here so then we would have the elite kenny omega and the young bucks taking on best friends in orange cassidy and who wins this i think it's kenny omega and young bucks i would want it so bad to be orange cassidy and the best friends but i feel like they get because they're the lovable nerds they don't need, you know what I mean? They don't need a title, right? They don't, it doesn't, the character isn't really helped a whole lot or hurt by not having it. So I think, I think it's Omega and, uh, and the Bucks. I think it's the elite. 
So let's go quick on a side quest here because I have one question that ties into tonight's uh, main event in regards to this matchup. So the Elite beat the Aussie Open and Will Ospreay in Kenny Omega's entrance. It's all put downs of Will Ospreay. He's better looking. He sold more t-shirts. He's had better matches, all the stuff. During the match, they're going move for move, counter for counter, flips and shits, flips and shits. Do you think Will Ospreay sticks his nose in this match somehow and costs the elite the trios championship? That's a good point that I had not thought of. Uh, I think that very well could happen. Yeah, because I found it interesting that we've got, once again, they're kicking dirt in the face of Will Ospreay, making him look like a fucking cheese dick. I think that's an official term. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, Will Ospreay doesn't seem like the guy who just goes quietly into the night, right? That character doesn't seem to be... Uh, oh, he's a prick. To it. Yeah, so, maybe. Yeah, so, okay. So then, but you're sticking with the elite. I mean, now that you said that, man, now you gotta, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, cause I really want to see the best friends in Orange Cassidy with those trios titles and people just being like, what the fuck? And pissed off about it. But yeah, I think, I think somehow, hmm. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to say yes. Because okay. maybe the Kenny Omega Osprey thing is still for down the road. Yeah. Side note, before I give you kind of what I think will happen here, the, the best friends, Orange Cassidy, at some point during this run in AEW, deserve some type of championships. I still think back during the pandemic when it was best friends, best friends, Santana and Ortiz, that best friends came out victors. They should have got a title match. They should have won the titles. You hit while the iron's hot, but it didn't happen. Now we got the trios thing. As much as we love the best friends, the best friends with Orange Cassidy is the gimmick. You know, it's, oh, it's yeah. the three of them. As much as we love Trent and Chuck Taylor, when it's Trent, Chuck, Chuck Taylor, and Orange Cassidy, that's when we're all invested into, yeah. okay, cool, we love this. So at at some point, they deserve to be trios champions. But Tim, it's not going to be on Sunday night. Because they're not even going to make it there. On Friday night, Hangman and the Dark Order get the victory. Hangman gets the buckshot lariat, probably on Chuck Taylor. One, two, three. Hey, we got a fun story. And then at the end of Rampage, we're going to get a fun Young Bucks coming up and saying, Hey, I thought you, I thought you said you weren't going to be in this tournament. Didn't you tell us when we asked you? To be in right. This? You said yeah. no? You said you said you didn't want to do it because you wanted those guys to shine, but yeah, you're here. You're shining but with now, them. Yeah. But now you're with them. And now right. you're gonna take on us? Hey, oh. I, we love they the must time be, with you. They must be they must be real good friends of yours. Yeah. And we love the time with you, Hangman. But I guess I guess we found Kenny Omega to be a little bit more trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And then we finally I think you still have to pay it off in some regard. Maybe the rampage fallout something maybe the lead up uh to uh dynamite sometime maybe the match whatever it is but we have to get the payoff because these are the executive vice presidents they love their details they're going to pay it off because they have the pencil for lack of a better term 
And I still think we're going to go back to when Kenny Omega left. Hey guys, I haven't got a chance to see the match, but I got to go get some rest. Never knowing that the young bucks kind of gave the signal that hangman could take out Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega has to turn that on the young bucks somehow, because as mentioned, when Kenny Omega came back to AEW, Don Callis was right there. And yeah. Don Callis doesn't miss anything. Right. That's what I mean. It's it's very on brand for Don Callis and Kenny Omega to to be like, everything is great, pal. And then Kansas City cunt punt. And then we go, oh, remember when you didn't get me any fucking napkins at McDonald's but you got some for yourself, bitch? And then they, you know what I mean? They just fucking yeah. rock bottom or whatever it is, right? And then move well, on. Yeah. I, I think this is the part. And maybe it is when they, because I think, so hold on, before we get there. I, hold on. Did you not like my storyline booking that I just, that I just put in there? Like, I do. mad because they didn't bring any napkins to him. Well, that's, that's after the, 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 uh, the pattern oh, has been. Hire me. Well, Tony Khan. Right. Well, that's when the pattern has been established. Yeah. That's when you do that, but right. you've got to get the pattern established. And I think the way you do that is even a pre-match backstage promo where it's Don Callis, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, and Tony Schiavone's saying, hey, your trio's championship uh, match is going to be the first ever to crown an AEW. And the Young Bucks are like, yeah, and Kenny Omega's like, hey, guys, I can't wait. Hey, my shoulder's a little banged up from the match on Dynamite. I'm going to go to the doctor. And Don Callis stands there and goes, I know what you guys did when he faced Hangman. He doesn't know it yet, but I do. And then the young bucks are like, fuck, <laughs> like, shit. We really thought we were going to be friends with Hangman, but he kind of kicked us to the curb. Now we're going back to old faithful Kenny Omega. But Don Callis is in his ear saying, they don't like you. Yeah. Like you Don Callis, do. even, even he like pulls out, he's got like the CD or like the DVD of it. And they're like, what well, the fuck are you the, doing with a DVD? <laughs> like, well, what are you... Or just the, just the, just the shot of mm -hmm. Matt Jackson looking at yeah. hangman. You can get yeah. the shot printed up and just, Oh no, I think it's that. more, it's more cool if Callis has like something outdated, right? Like he's got the DVD. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I like this idea and I think yours is a better, Hey, you've got a better, overarching like canon storyline going than, than what i came up with so i hope you're right hope so you're yeah right. i got so i got the elite versus hangman and the dark order mm -hmm. i think this is where hangman fails the dark order i think we get something to the effect i don't know how it's gonna happen but in my mind's brain i have this thought that hangman is almost looking for validation from the dark order to where now the shoes on the other foot. If, if you get what I'm saying, instead of the dark order wanting hangman to join. Right, and so I got it. Stuff, so, so here's what okay, happens. Here all right. So Kenny Omega is, he leaves the, the young bucks are like, they're talking backstage with Kenny Omega and, and earlier happens what, what kind of what you said, right? Like Don Cows is like, he doesn't know yet, but he's going to find out and when he does. Right. Like, and then Omega even mentions, he's like, Hey, listen, I'm going to go back and, and watch my old match with hangman to kind of get ready or whatever. And they're like sweating bullets. And then in mid match, right. Omega does the, Oh, sorry. Can't hot tag you. I'm out. Right. And then 
Like the young bucks are like struggling and hangman sitting right there and he watches this all go down, but he remembers what they did for him. So he can't like, he's got, he like lets them get up. Right. You know what I mean? And meanwhile, the other young buck comes in a super kick roll up pin. And now the dark order is over there. Like what the fuck? Why didn't you just like, why didn't you fucking tech? Like we could have been triple tag tam. You know what I mean? Tag team champs of the world. And he's like, I'm sorry guys. And they're like, what the fuck ever man. Right. And that starts the like, anxiety hangman he starts screwing things up i like that yeah i don't know if he allows to get kicked in the face but doing something that helps the young bucks right when he thinks like they just got fucked over he saw so he doesn't so what it is is like young buck one is like dead to the world but he's trying to make that hot tag kenny omega like no does the hot you know what i mean like the other young buck looks over and fucking omega you know what i mean rocks the other young buck out and now, you know what I mean? Like, Hangman's just standing there. He can just fucking take the pin, but he sees, like, what happened. So he's like, no, nah, man, like, get up. We'll fight fair. We'll fight fair, right? And then, like, as they start to fight fair, something happens. Hangman loses. Yeah. And then the fucking oh. guys are like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, what I the like fuck, that. dude? Yeah. I like that. And then we're playing this whole thing with Hangman. Who does he love more? And Kenny Omega is still him. And but Hangman Kenny Omega is is one of the champions now right so now he's the champ with the young bucks but he's like fuck you guys i'm gonna make sure you lose these titles as soon as possible right and they're like no you're not no you're not you're gonna be our friend and you're gonna see right and so like they're trying to 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 win matches and he's over there just kind of like fucking orange cassidying it during the matches not tagging in trying to sabotage and then and but then week. the but then the young bucks are like you know what i mean they're trying to talk to hangman still the the bromance goes on well, that's what i'm saying and each yeah. week you could do some type of bte or backstage promo on dynamite or rampage where the young bucks look at hangman and be like you could have been the third guy no, it's here. not even that like, like man. they're all like they're kind of doing the same like awkward like romantic comedy we want to be together but we can't right and they're like they're trying to go over what happened right and he's like but you had to like super kick me right away. And he's like, well, he's like, I was trying to fight fair. And you, and he's like, but titles were on the line. They're like, it should have been you, man. And they're like, like, we could still make this right. Like we could be the trios champions. Like, no, you've already got a partner. You know, they're like, man, don't say that. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it could be great. It could be great. It should be great. <laughs> but we both agree. The elite will be the uh, first ever yeah. AW world yeah. trios championship. <laughs> yeah. Champions. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. All right. So let's get into a story. That's not as fun as that one. But it should be fun because I think we're still going to get that payoff. Uh, obviously talking about Wardlow and FTR taking on Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Sabian, Alex Shelley. This, I, again, I've said this for three weeks now. Forever, forever long they've been doing Jay Lethal, Wardlow. The payoff is yeah. Wardlow power bombs. Sat them sing. Yes. We're That's getting that. It. We're getting that. And I think Wardlow and FTR win this. Yeah, they get it. Machine guns say Jay Lethal, you're a scumbag just like you were at Impact. We're out of here. Yeah, after but the then, loss, they fucking give them the the how's your father and Well, they're right. just like, You're weird. You're yeah. so weird and they slimy. Go off and they point and they fucking Yeah, and, and and uh what's his name breaks pencils in front of them, like I'm gonna break your back like these pencils. Sat them sing comes out. That's how we get sat them sing. And the Motor City Machine Guns, after getting their ass kicked by FTR, they can't defend themselves. Here comes Wardlow. We get chest fucking nipple or whatever because of the height 
difference. Belly and then we get the power bomb <laughs> from Wardlow on yeah. Satnam Singh. That yeah, has to happen. It has to happen. This is this is not I'll I'll ask for a refund if it doesn't happen. This is not a pay-per-view quality event segment, whatever you want to call it, if that doesn't happen, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, in a four-way <laughs> match to determine the interim AEW World Championship, uh, World Champion, I don't know why I keep saying championship, World Champion, we have Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida. Side note, tonight, these four women uh, were in tag team action against each other. It was Tony Storm, Hikaru Shida taking on Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter. It was not right before the main event, which kudos to whoever is booking that. Love that when you give me some originality. And those women killed it tonight. They legitimately got me interested in this four-way match because of how good they had chemistry in this tag match. So, Tim, who do you got in this four-way? Oh man, this one's tough. It it really kind of I wish I knew some more behind the scenes, right? Like I know we say don't read the dirt ah, sheets, but like yeah. because it, for sake of making a prediction here, um if I knew that Thunder Rosa was coming back soon, I would say Tony Storm wins this. But mm-hmm. I don't know that. So now I'm left with it's Britt Baker or I could see a Jamie Hader, right? And we get the you whole You love like, Jamie Hader. We get the whole what? Uh, um but I'm also not discounting Sheeta, right? Like we've, we've done that. But I'm going to say Britt Baker wins this. That's where I'm going to go. But outside dark horse is Jamie Hader. Okay. I like all that. Hikaru Sheeta's taking the pin. Mm. <laughs> That's okay. what she's here for. <laughs> I love her. I thought she did great during yeah. the pandemic. I think she deserves a title run when we can revamp her character up a little bit more and she deserves to be in front of fans as the champion. Cause she did so well during the pandemic, but she's here to take the loss. To I Jamie think, Hader. well, I think Jamie Hader does hit her finisher on Hikaru Shida. Mm. Jamie Hader goes for the pin. Britt Baker looks at her and says, the fuck are you doing? Uh, yeah. This is my thing. And then they kind of have a beef. I think Britt Baker hits the stomp on Jamie Hayter. So now the fallout is those two are going to go after each other. And I think Tony Storm comes out. It's the roll up or whatever. Yeah, looking like the, the victorious woman here. She becomes your interim champion to then have Thunder Rosa come back friend friend hey your belt let's not be like punk and moxley this is respectful i wish they would say that i wish because now this is the second interim situation they have they should allude to the first yeah she she could even be like i'm not saying bagging nothing here let's be friendly and straight up yeah yeah or just there's there's no animosity right we wrestled once and then this is where thunder rosa i think should lean into saying things like this again let's say tony storm wins that's what i'm predicting when thunder rosa is able to come back they have a in-ring promo or a backstage promo, or as I prefer, because promo shouldn't be in the ring. Uh, and Thunder Rosa's, I am so excited that you got this interim championship. We should have a match to unify the championships. Now, last time we did this, I beat you, but hey, you're getting better. Just yeah. being such a condescending yeah. prick the entire yeah. time. We'll see if you can get closer to beating me this time. Exactly. Just little things where 
it's not honestly being conniving. It's not the MJF heel thing where it's like a bad compliment. It's a blind spot. Yeah. Yeah. She's just legitimately like, well, no, you can't beat me. Yeah. Oblivious to other people's like feelings or thoughts or just being like, they just say it in passing. And it's like, you don't think I've got a, you don't think I've got a shot. You don't think I can beat you. Or, or they have a little uh, interview segment or something. Tony Storm walks off and then Ruby Soho walks in and is like, Thunder, that was really rude what you said. And Thunder says to Ruby, what? Really? But she can't beat She'd me. Be like, You're being rude right now, bitch. Well, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's I just true. want that's her right. to yeah, be yeah. like just a complete right. blind spot. I think that's a very interesting point or interesting part of the Thunder Rosa character because let's not forget. The way Thunder Rosa came into AEW was from NWA. Remember, she was the NWA women's champion. The whole thing that started Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, is Britt Baker did the you don't belong here, the Thunder Rosa. I think to get Thunder Rosa some character development, we go back to that. We make her feel like she's on an island where Tony Storm is friends with Ruby Soho and all of the ex WWE girls and, you know, other talents, right. That are in the locker room. Britt Baker obviously has all the originals, Jamie Hayter, uh, Jade Cargill, all of those girls. So what that, what does that leave uh, Thunder Rosa? Well, there's Serena Deeb, but Serena Deeb doesn't give a shit about her. So you've got Thunder Rosa just essentially living on this Island by herself and make her like completely dumb to like the situation of like, why does anyone like me? And then go into the, well, Oh, you guys think I'm a punk. You guys think I'm a loser. Well, now I'm proving you wrong. And then you go with that. That's what I think you should do. But I like that. That's down. I like that. Jeez. I didn't realize we'd been getting so much chat action uh, over here uh, on the yeah. YouTube. Look at all that Double stuff over there. Deal. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Look, I, I won't read them out now because it's just too many, but uh, everybody should join in the chat. Looks like Tom's been responding. Uh, we'll read some on the show here as, as we pay attention. Fun fact, I'm down to one screen. Normally I have the two screens. This is where we could use Theo's help. Broke my computer screen. So I'm on that the happens. second monitor. But I have a protection plan. Got to mail it in. But I had to wait until tomorrow for you, the fans. So that means you should donate us some money. SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Use the PayPal link. Give us some money. Give, give the us other some thing, money. How much you got on your wallet? The other thing that I would encourage you to do is you can talk amongst yourself too. Don't feel like you always have to talk to Tim and I, if Theo and devil vamp, for example, if you two want to talk to each other about a segment we may not get to, or we haven't talked about yet, by all means, have some fun. We'll read it. If it's I'm saying, listen, talk to each other. Don't talk to me. Like fucking. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if, you, if you want to talk about something that maybe we missed, go, yeah, on, go exactly. at it. I mean, we, yeah. And we might, bring attention to it yep. so i'm just saying you don't have to talk just to us but for anybody listening back to the podcast this is a good reminder that we do this live you can watch us on the youtube twitter twitch spanish table.net uh spanish table.net it's got all the links for all the other ones go find us and uh you know see us in chicago because we're ballers so let's move on to that night on sunday for all out it's the casino ladder match now, winner refuse excuse me. Winner receives a future mm. AEW World Championship match. The participants are as follows: Claudio, Yuda, Penta, Ray Phoenix, Rush, Andrade, Dante Martin, and T 
B D, which if you don't know what that means, it's to be determined. So and a couple questions. The, what here. is the uh, prize again? It's a winner future... receives a future AEW World Championship match. Tim, this could be where we get the return. But I think this is where they like they make us think we're getting the return, and we don't get the return. So I feel like Claudio maybe pulls this down. Okay. I don't hate that idea. Now, Claudio is your Ring of Honor world champion. Yes, and I think he gets this like, hey, I'm going to be whatever, and we book this ROH world champion versus AEW world champion, and but, you know the and ROH you champion yourself- comes up just short. Well, but then do you book yourself in a corner and you say – champion versus champion winner takes all now you've had someone who is you know i don't think you do winner takes all i think you've got claudio's trying to be claudio two champions you know right okay and he just doesn't quite get there right and then maybe the bcc's like see you weren't violent enough oh well see i still think we need to go with that but we'll get to that in a little bit so let's let's put your money where your mouth is who is the mystery participant who is tbd Gosh, I don't even know. I, I mean, I think we could get like an NJPW person, maybe. Like nobody's coming to mind. Like, I don't think we're gonna get this like somebody we've been forgetting about or anything. We might just get like a forbidden door person. Right? Maybe we get Nick Gage, right? Okay. Hey, I don't hate that idea. I love it if it would be Nick Gage. I'm packing my bringing a pizza MD- cutter <laughs> oh i'm packing my mdk shirt i have my pizza cutter packed already mm-hmm. your scissors too i got my scissors too don't worry about it. i got all the materials i need by the way i'm mostly packed i'm all, i'm ready to go i'm done yeah i just i need one more pair of underwear it's in the wash Jeez. <laughs> I, so i think i said this last week i still own up to it i, I think the elephant in the room and I'm not saying this because he's big, but your biggest name draw. Well, your biggest name draw, who's not on this card, in my opinion, is Samoa Joe. Mm, I like that. Yep. Samoa Joe. And if Claudio's your ROH champion, there's no reason that Samoa Joe as your TV champion can't also be in this match. And I think the Joe chance will be fun. I think him and Ray Phoenix can have some cool spots. I think him and Andrade can obviously have some cool spots. I think he's a perfect fit for this. Now, who do I think is going to win? That's the hardest one here because they're kind of all mid tier. They're guys, all the same. Right? Yeah, no they're all one's, the same guy. No one's ascending. I'm going to go out on a limb. Not confident. I wouldn't put any money on it, but I'm going to say, for the sake of picking someone, I'm taking Dante Martin. I think Dante Martin gets the victory. He needs something to do. I think him, again, this doesn't have to be like the money in the bank where let's have a 10-month feud or whatever, a three-month feud. It could easily just be he's cashing in in two weeks and it's going to be champion John Moxley taking (laughs) on Dante Martin. Tom, I'm betting you a, a jumbo hot dog and a large beer at the stadium. (laughs) that that doesn't happen (laughs) Dante Martin yeah so you got TBD (laughs) no I think I think Claudio I mean yeah TBD if it was Joe I can't name TBD 
as the winner without knowing who TBD is. What if TBD was Marco Stunt? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. And here, here's my process of elimination. I'll, I'll go through it real quick. Claudio is your ROH champion. They've got a TV show coming soon. He's got to focus on that. Do they? Well, yeah, they, it's being rumored. That, oh, okay. Like, it's coming close. Yuta and Claudio cancel each other out. So Yuta's gone too. Penta and Ray Phoenix, they cancel each other out. So they're gone. Roosh and Andrade, they cancel each other out because they're a tag team. They can't, they're done. So all you got left is Dante Martin and TBD. I think TBD is going to be a fun one, but it's not going to be a brand new person thing. Oh shit. You know who it could be? Nah, I still want Joe. I want Joe. But now this came to my mind. Could be who debuted tonight on AEW Dynamite, making their second appearance, but looks to be their first as a AEW mm, uh, roster member, W. Morrissey. Morrissey gets in there. Dude's getting beefed up, man. He's getting. Mm-hmm. Look, um, he was entertaining and had, you know, an inkling of charisma as the big cast with Enzo. Since he's a bit kind of the, hey, guy, this is my line, kind of, you know, promo style. And so I'm a little worried about W. Morrissey, right? But it looks like he's here to stay. He's part of this. And he's with Stokely. Yeah, he's with this Stokely group who I don't even know. He doesn't need to stop. He's got the ass boys. He's got Morrissey. He's got Ethan Page. Ethan Page. He's got one of the. uh, Lee Moriarty. Yeah, he's got Lee Moriarty, right? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it for now. That's a decent little faction. I know. The Ass Boys and W. Morrissey, if we could loosen him up a little bit. Like, this current thing, like, I get the monster and nobody can, because he's big as shit. He's seven foot tall and you can't teach that. So, like, but if we could get a little bit more of the you can't teach that back in there, right? Maybe Stokely can help with some of that and the Ass Boys can. But, I, I don't know. I need a little bit more from the Morrissey. But, like, I, how do you not sign that guy if you own a pro wrestling company, right? How do you not ask him for a haircut though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He does look like he's playing for like a, what? Like a 1978. Oh, <laughs> you know? he looks like the backup singer of puddle of mud. Like I just think his look facially and everything is just not good. Get a haircut, man. Change something up. He's the guy who plays bass when the regular bass player is sick on the tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> for puddle of mud. Right. Yeah, when the lead singer doesn't want to come out for his uh, encore, Morrissey walks out and then does it for him. Yeah. Sits in a chair so he can't tell the difference. Right. Like, he looks like a 90s, early 2000s rock singer. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, there we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there he is with, um, with uh, who's the other one? Um, uh, Kid Rock. He's uh, out there with Kid Rock. Yeah, he's Kid Rock's backup yeah. bassist. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, he's out there with uh, Creed. He's playing a reunion tour with Creed. Dude, all right, we're coming up. This is episode 398, <laughs> and we've got episode 400 coming up. And amongst that time, we've we've done various podcasting ventures. But one thing has stayed true. We find a way to shit on Kid Rock uh, at least <laughs> once every once a quarter, right? Like, we got to yeah. find a way to, like, give that guy a good old yeah. – Kansas City kind of punt. Fuck that guy. I'd do it to him in, in person, too. He's a bitch. Yeah, what a dumbass. His biggest hit is him just saying his name. You know, hey, 
Who, who sings that one song where it goes, my name is Kid. He sucks. Uh, yeah, and then his other hit was not actual words. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking... Yeah, it's just gibberish. After oh, that was the same song, right? I mean, fucking yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, hey, if you have the same song, ACDC made 11 albums off of it, so I'm not saying that. No, I'm I think this what... is the actual same song. I think the one you're Maybe. talking about and the song I'm talking about is <laughs> the same song. Yeah. <laughs> and he had that other one. <laughs> Fuck yeah. that guy. Ah, uh, he sucks. Uh, he is bad at life. All right, God. so then... Let's move on. So then we have in a singles match, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Now, tonight on Dynamite backstage, we have Daniel Garcia with his uh, Kid Rock backup singer haircut telling Chris Jericho, my allegiance is with you. You're my guy. JS all the way. Jericho's like, damn right. So, we get Jake Hager versus Brian Danielson. And Brian Danielson, give him a raise. Whatever raise you are going to give MJF, give it to Danielson now because he gave Jake Hager the best match he ever had in his life. That was the best Jake Hager has ever looked. So Danielson yeah, he said he was going to do it. Money. Yeah, he said he was going to yeah. do it. Yeah. He he deserves all the monies for that. I think you brought up, you said, hey, look, Jake Hager is believable in his role. And if somebody was going to get a good match out of him, as long as Hager listened to the person leading the match, it was going to be Brian Danielson. So I think that didn't shock me, right? Like, right. that was a good match because Brian Danielson said, hey, stand here. I'm going to fucking mm-hmm. do this here. You're going to do this here. All right, hit me with the fucking schnabitz over here. And, yeah. right. There we go. Yeah. So post-match, we get 2.0, then we get BCC. They fight to then go to the back, which then leaves Jericho to run down to the ring with the chair and he goes to hit Danielson and here comes Garcia and he grabs the chair from Jericho. He's like, you don't have to do that. Like, stop it. It's so dumb. Don't pick on the guy I like. Like yeah. I like you, but I also like him. And all the uh, time that they're having this conversation, Danielson's standing back there like, I'm going to hit him in the face. I'm going to hit Jericho in the face. Jericho then turns around, takes a knee right to the noggin. And hey, Danielson's looking great. And Garcia looks like he just saw that his dog got kicked in the stomach Mm because he didn't know what to do after that. So that all leads us to Sunday night. Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Tim, who do you got? This one's a tough one, but I feel like Brian Danielson gets the win because somehow Daniel Garcia fucks up again. If if we don't get the full-on, like, Garcia is out, and now, you know, with the BCC, we get another of this, like, he fucking cost him the match, right? So I think that's where we're going, and I think Danielson wins. What do you want, though? I'll give you two scenarios. Mm. Do you want Garcia leaves the JS and joins the BCC, or do you want Garcia doubles down with Jericho, which then leads to an ultimate feud between Danielson and Garcia? Yeah, I like that idea because, honestly the BCC is just not cool to me. Right? Like I'm just not, they're not doing it right. It, they say like, we're about violence and I don't see a whole lot of it. And well, then, Moxley's bleeding every time. Yeah, well, Moxley is bleeding every time. That's true. But it feels like Moxley is not BCC unless like it's a BCC thing, right? Moxley's over here doing Moxley things. And then when there's a BCC thing, like Moxley's here. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would prefer Garcia stick around with, I, I like seeing him more with, like, juxtaposed against 
the 2.0 and the Jericho. Yeah, I like the idea of Danielson and Garcia now double down. You were my hero, but you got to never meet your heroes because they're never going to live up to it. I got to take them out now. And Danielson saying, you know, this new wave of pro wrestlers isn't going to take me out. I'm still here. God damn it. You know, that kind of thing. But if we're betting, again, if we were betting, I think Garcia cost Jericho the match because I think down the line somehow, not next week, you know, not a month, not not like that, but somewhere down the line, I see infighting between the Blackpool Combat Club because they're still like some are coming through babyface, some are coming through heels, Moxley's coming through the crowd, so they're still not cohesive. I know they win a match here and there and stuff like that, but they're not cohesive. So I think the my way of training pro wrestlers is the best is still going to happen. And maybe that's where Yuda and Garcia run it back as the pupil of Danielson versus the pupil of Claudio or the pupil of Moxley, whatever it is. And there's infighting. And so you need another person other than Yuda. And so that makes sense for it be to, right. so that it would be Garcia. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Next week, Garcia and um, uh, Yuda are taking on each other in a match, uh, I believe, for the pure championship again. So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, you know, going on over here in the chat, uh, Theo said, uh, what is the SAT Amazon link? And, you know, I put that down. I think it's still functional. Maybe I'll give that to you uh, in the DMs there, Theo, Directly. because we – we have not been publicly trying to promote Amazon. Amazon, you know, so we kind of took that down. Um, but hey, if you're buying a bunch of Amazon and that and our displeasure of it's not going to stop you, we'll take his money. So we will send you that link um, directly. Um, but he also he also said rock the Chiefs jerseys in Chicago, and I didn't pack a Chiefs jersey, but there will be some Spanish announced table shirts. To be seen. There will be Spanish uh, announcements. Fifth shirts. row at Art of War Games 2. Uh, so, you know, we may be able to be seen there very easily. I forget where our tickets are at the All Out and the Rampage. But uh, if you're in Chicago, of course, just be looking for us. How can you forget these faces? Can I tell you a quick side note yeah. about uh, football jerseys? I've never worn one as yeah. an adult. Here's like, why. I have one, but I've never, like, worn it. You know what I mean? Well, here's like why I don't own one and I don't like it. It's because it's the uniform of yeah. someone else's job. Yeah. So, kids, I get it, right? You want to grow up and be this? Awesome. But I'm 36 years old, right? I will wear things that support the people I like. Travis Kelsey, right? But this isn't his uniform. It'd be like if I supported Spanish Announce Table, I'm going to wear the Spanish Announce Table shirt. But if I support you as a mailman, I'm not going to wear wear the mailman outfit. Tim is the best. So that's why I don't wear jerseys. But I get it. Next time we find something to have a wager on, I think your mm-hmm. punishment will be you have to wear a mailman outfit and say Tim uh-huh. is the best. I like it. That'd be yeah, fun. that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Where All right. So we? let's get back into it. So let's get into now the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. It is Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland taking on the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. The acclaimed have arrived. 
will they be the new champions at all? Fuck out? yes. Everybody loves the acclaim. They might Everybody not. loves they the acclaim. Not. They might not, though. I'm, I'm a little worried, but I'm, I'm going to say yes because believe it to achieve it, Tom. I think they will because I think, as I believe I said last week, we're getting the payoff of Swerve Strickland, yes. Keith Lee. I hope so. Because I want the acclaim. I want fucking... Well, and I want Swerve Strickland to be, I think... If you put everyone in a room, Swerve Strickland is getting the most attention because he's the coolest guy there. So I want Swerve Strickland to start bumping up against John Moxley, bumping up against CM Punk. Yeah, and then like you're starting idea. to see how dorky Moxley and Punk are when they're actually next to a real cool person. I like That's that what idea. I want. I like that idea. And and I just want that to happen because I want the acclaim to win. Right? Like it's I just want the acclaim to have the tag team titles. I'm gonna scissor you, Tom. Uh, when it happens, we're scissoring. Of course. Yes. I might scissor you at the airport when I see you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So we're Scissors for everybody. Scissoring for everyone. <laughs> so we're picking the claim. I like that. So now let's move on to, it says here, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy, but that is not correct. Ah, that's not true. It is Christian Cage versus Jack <clears throat> Harry and hot damn. If Jack Perry did not get me to fully believe in everything he said in this promo tonight on Dynamite, this was a whoo, god damn, do more of this with him, right? Yeah. As much as he can do the Christian, you're a pussy and all the fun stuff in the ring. Again, I think all wrestlers should be doing this type of stuff where you produce it, you make it look good, and you make it have him do a couple takes yeah. it seemed like so this was awesome yeah i don't disagree with you there i think it's this is better than a standing in the ring face off you know what i mean where he's got to make sure he remembers his lines right if we can take a couple shots at it if we can get the the good editing in there i would i would might have even touched this up even a little more but i think <laughs> yeah I, I like this better than just you know let's do a contract signing in the ring or whatever i mean i felt yeah. like I, i'm with this particular storyline, all of the all of the fire came out in the first couple of segments, right? It was the Christian turns, it was his promo, and then it was Jungle Boy comes out and calls him a pussy, and then it was a little bit, but then it's kind of, now we're in just kind of this, oh yeah, remember what you said? Fuck you too, right? So I'm ready for it to happen finally. We're going to get this moment, and, and Jungle Boy wins this. Oh, you think so? Oh, I forgot. There's the still dark dinosaur. dinosaur. You're right. You're right. Christian wins this. Yeah. 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 I forgot about the dark dinosaur because we were meant to forget about it. He was nowhere to be seen this week. That's why you do the one-on-one and you don't have it in the ring because then you would think, oh, well, then here comes Luchasaurus. If you do it backstage, especially in that setting, it felt like no one else was there except for the cameraman, Jim Ross, Christian, and Jack Perry. Undisclosed location. Exactly. Dinosaur so wasn't invited. It. So Luchasaurus costs uh, Jack Perry the match. Then we're getting Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus going this way. And I think we're going to get Christian. Hey, hey, I'm the coolest guy here. I want my title shots. I would not be shocked if they run it back with Christian Cage gets the secondary championship like he did with Impact, where... Christian Cage becomes the first real title contender for Claudio. I would not be shocked you see Claudio versus Christian Cage at your first Ring of Honor pay-per-view or whatever the Ring that. of Honor TV show yeah, is. Yeah, Christian's been winning all these, you know what I mean, matches and titles and whatnot. And 
Yeah. Ring of Honor right there for you. All right, so let's move on. We've got Ricky Starks taking on Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse. Although they've changed his music. I don't like this. Have you seen the new presentation of Powerhouse Hobbs? Yeah. Doing like the Chris Masters one knee coming yeah, through the middle. Don't do that. He's a gangster. He's the right. he's the muscle. He likes New Jack City. He's New Jack City. Right. He's not yeah, Chris Masters. You're right. Yeah, I don't know where we go with this man. I feel like Ricky Starks has to win this, but I mean, then what did you do with Hobbs? Well, you could just make it. I mean, a heel powerhouse, for lack of a better term, yeah, can, just, can always he can reset. Just start beating people up again. You yeah, know? you can just reset him. So Starks wins this. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. We're all going to sit there and do the thing. Uh, you yeah. can do that. Yeah. No, by the way, it. you're going to, by the it. way, you're going to fucking I do it or you don't get any scissors. I contribute to another podcast side note called one fall with Ron. Cheating. You're cheating on the Spanish announce table. Hey, sometimes you got these hot takes and one time a week isn't enough. Oh, we're not I enough actually, for you. All right. I actually got to talk to Ricky Starks, asked him some questions. He thought they were all great. Check it out. One fall with Ron Funches. This week, I actually talked to Tony Schiavone, and I got a 9.5 out of 10 on my It's Sting. That was me. Ha! Ah, suck it. All right. So the next up for the AEW TBS Championship, it is champion Jade Cargill versus Athena. Is this where the streak is, no. Tim? No. I hope not. No. Yeah. Jade Cargill has to win this, but man... I, she's got to lose at some point to go for the yes. world title right right that's the thing at some point she has to lose to someone but if it's this dork athena who is the, one of the worst characters in aew she should fantastic. be in the dark order she's that yes! dork level yes she is yes with the stupid wings oh she my can God. become the muscle instead of instead of 10 Oh, well, she could just be the muscle for Johnny Hungy. I think that would be <laughs> yes, He's 10 in there, right? you know? Because then you could do mixed tags with Athena and 10. Tim, yes. Mm -hmm. Athena is the Dark Order. Right. The stupid wings thing that she does. Yeah. The, like, haircut that's Perfect horrible. fit for the Dork Order, yes. The Dork Order and Athena. I have never heard a better idea, I think, in my life. That is it. That is it. All right. Thanks for watching the Spanish announce table. We'll see you next week. Man, that is it. All right. Jade Cargill wins. Uh, uh, yeah. She has to lose to someone. But God almighty, I hope it is not Athena because that ain't it. She sucks. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, She's not good. one of the worst characters yeah. in AEW. Yeah. And there's some. there was at one point a librarian. But she is no character. She feels like a redo of like like the Bailey character was original, but it feels like the same thing. Like where we've talked about the four horsewomen always felt like they were cosplaying wrestling. Maybe Charlotte aside, right? And then Becky when she started doing her own thing. But like we've said it was like they feel like they're just pretending to be pro wrestlers. And that's what Athena feels like. I dislike I let me clarify. Her matches are very entertaining. I like her finisher. It's one of the best in pro wrestling. It's it's captivating. I think her in-ring style is very good. She can wrestle very good matches with probably any woman in the world. Her character, though, I want to crumble up and throw in the trash. It's just absolutely horrible. Unless it's in the dork order, then it fits 100%. Exactly. Keep it, exactly. Keep it all day. 
Yes. Because then it's almost like going to the, the dark side WWE. Then you could do the Nikki ASH thing with mm-hmm. Athena and the Dork Order. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. There you have something fun. Not superhero like, but still the whole I'm I'm mysterious. Like a hurricane. Molly Holly. When she was uh Molly Holly doing the thing with uh Hurricane. Yeah. yeah. That. Right. Something to that effect. All right. Tim, I don't care. Shut up. This is my favorite match of the night. I don't care. Kick me in the shin if you want. I don't care what you have to say. It's the House of Black taking on Miro, Darby Allen, and Sting. Tim, I've been a wrestling fan for 33 years. When I was a kid, I didn't have enough money to come when WCW would come to town. So I've never seen Sting wrestle. I get to see Sting You've wrestle. seen it on TV hundreds of times. Never seen it in person. I want to see a stinger splash. I don't give a Tim. I hand on a Bible. I don't care what happens on any of this stuff. As long as I get a stinger splash, I want a stinger splash. I've been waiting this for my entire life. All of my conscious living. I've been wanting to see in person stinger splash. Tom's going to float in air. When we get this stinger splash, I'm going to have to like hold better down. Get your cameras ready. You yeah. better get your cameras ready. I cannot wait. I am so excited. I get it. I am the nerd. I can see it. And the reason why Sting is it. still your wrestling chest is, is for swelling me. up. You're like, oh, I love it. I cannot wait. <laughs> I also love Miro. Yeah. I know. Miro's amazing. And what did you think of this promo tonight? So Miro cuts his typical, not typical, but his standard in the dark promo. But then he's joined by Darby Allen, who brings up an interesting fact. He brings up his own faults to create division in the House of Black, where he says, Brody King is just beating my ass without your help, Alistair. Like, what are you even needed for? Once they see that, you're you're done, pal. And then Sting comes in like Grandpa Goth and is like, hey, fellas, it's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> he's shucking and jabbing back out the yeah shadows. i don't know what that was that kind of ruined everything because again like miro's awesome as always darby comes in i was like all right this fits right it's fine yeah. it's good it's fitting and then hey. Sting comes in, he's like, right, everybody! <laughs> it's like okay calm it down buddy yeah. neat <laughs> yeah. thanks Grandpa. and then miro he, well miro still has to talk after that that was what was even funnier is because like he does it's showtime and then miro has to be like and then this is the word yeah, of the redeemer. Right, you know? yeah. so I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was fun. House of Black, Miro, Darby Allen, and Sting. Who do you think wins this one? House of Black. I think we get a continuation of the Miro fighting yeah. God through the House of Black. Yeah, because Sting and Darby Allen can take this loss. They can take every loss. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Brody King could pin Darby Allen and it would totally make sense because we've already seen it once before. So that Brody King shock. has Darby Allen sized tattoos on his neck. So mm-hmm. it's totally believable. Yeah. I, I, Cause as we're going through this card, it's a lot of, we like this person, so they should win. And I think with a good card, you need a little mix of both to where it's like, Oh, I didn't want them to lose. And I think this is one of those matches where it's like, Oh man, for me, it's like, I wanted Sting to win, but it's not going to happen. Cause the house of black is actually a gimmick. And this is a makeshift three man tag. So 
And going back to that trios uh, world championship, again, we're going to need some trios that look strong. House of Black winning this can then do a match with the elite, for yep. example. Yep. So. All right, Tim. We're now at the main event. Match 14. We get 14 matches on Sunday night. That's crazy. Going to be there for a while. We like might a WrestleMania. Yeah. I know. Well, this is a WrestleMania. Yeah, so well, yeah. we get John Moxley, your champion, taking on former champion and your number one contender, apparently. Well, I guess it was an open challenge, so maybe not. But the uh, challenger, C.M. Punk, Tim. What did you think of tonight's episode in regards to our main event match for Sunday? So I like how we started with Moxley and he's coming out. And by the way, we've got to tweet the table. Uh, what is a tweet the table, you ask? Well, you use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter and we'll read them on the show just like this from at the JGK, Mr. Joe Kelly. He says, wouldn't quite classify Moxley as a squash match beast, more like an upgraded Sandman. Lol, hashtag tweet the table. And I feel like that's a good comparison, right? Hey. I don't know if upgraded, we, but like updated maybe. Well, uh, upgraded. He can actually wrestle. Like, Well, yes, actually wrestle. Now, as far as yeah. like being a crazy character that we know the Sandman to be, eh, Sandman did it better, <laughs> right? But that's because he really was that shit. And I mean, Moxley, you know, to some extent, well, yes, but, you know. Let's go back uh, a trip down memory lane with Spanish announce table. When we interviewed a wrestler by the name of Dean Ambrose and we asked him who is his favorite pro wrestler, he answered by saying the Sandman. He now, did. I don't know what ever happened to Dean Ambrose, but this new John Moxley guy looks a lot, looks like, a him. lot like him. And so maybe it's the same person. Maybe I don't is. know. I don't watch a lot yeah. of wrestling. Um, you know, you once we did the, like, I'm leaving the contract, I was like, all right, this is going one of two ways. CM Punk is signing that contract, or we're seeing something that, that coming way out of left field, right? Like, we're getting the MJF thing or whatever. So, the moment Ace Steel comes out, and I'm like, oh, here we go, right? I Like, the writing was on the wall. And the announcers kind of gave it away, if I'm being honest, right? They're like, oh, good friend of CM Punk's, right? Like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I would have done it that way necessarily, and not a, let alone what we got to later. But I think it. I think it was done too quick. I think if you would have let it breathe yeah. for tonight, and you had a steel grab that contract, and you could have even had John Moxley acknowledge it, do like a road to all out, and he has a championship belt on his shoulder, and he's yeah. like, "I'm waiting for a challenger." CM Punk, I see your buddy grab that piece of paper. I don't know if he's going to have to fight your battles for you, but we'll see Sunday night. Yeah. Something like that. He trained you and, and then, get his ass whooping for you, too. Right. And then the night of the pay-per-view, you have Moxley come out in his gear. Hey, Steel, I, I saw you grab that contract. Get out here. Looks like it's me and you. Hey, Steel walks out. Even it plays music, right? Come up with some music. Have him come out. And then he goes, Oh, you've got a fight tonight, but it's not with me. And then da 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 da, and then Punk comes out. Oh, no, and then we're doing it right now. It's like because yeah. now we have enough time to analyze and review and critique and what I love and what I hate. If you do it right in the moment, it's it's fresh, it's it's spontaneous, it's raw, and you're in the moment. Now yeah. we've got too much time to think about this. But just the the. 
like how this played out. So Punk comes out and he's all, woe is me. I broke my foot. I got surgery broken again. I'm, I'm not good enough. I suck. And Ace Steel comes out and he's like, hey, snap out of it, bitch. And he's like, you fucking, you do this for home. And he's like, you know what? Like all of a sudden just is like he shaking up. the ropes. And I'm just like, there was no... We went 180 out of nowhere, right? Like, there was no, like, all of a sudden, he's just like, first of all, your foot's fine. So, it was fine before, but you just felt like a loser. <laughs> like, I don't get what's going on. And now, I'm like, fine. I expected we were getting Moxley Punk before last week's, you know, whatever the fuck that was. So, this doesn't bother me necessarily. Like, I thought this was the match we were getting for weeks so I'm like, okay, they tried to stall and they tried to get creative with the stall, but I just don't think it came up great. I yeah. don't think it, it, they pulled it off well. And, and yeah, because you, for, I mean, it kind of stings to say this, but you had you had punk talk. <laughs> you can fill in a lot of the blanks if he does it the night of. And again, A Steel says, and, and I'm just saying this because I like the idea. It can be done differently. But if you do it the night of with Punk just walks out, answers that open challenge. Now we've got two guys fighting. We can fill in some of those blanks ourselves. Oh, yeah. He doesn't care. His foot is all numbed up from the doctor or he had some, you know, acupuncture, whatever. Or, you know, what we can make those stories up in our head to make sense of the match because we do that with movies and everything else. We can do it with pro wrestling. When you say, like we did tonight, Punk hulked up, which is so funny for someone who hates Hulk Hogan so fucking much for you to do the most 1986 Hulk Hogan promo is just chef's kiss <laughs> irony. Like, good night, yeah, Punk. I, I, I wouldn't have seen so... Brett doing this, right? And also, <laughs> here's the other thing that you allowed Punk to talk and it kind of meh, is he made it the Chicago thing. And I understand the, the, the fight is going to take place in Chicago, but you know, who doesn't give a shit about Chicago? Everyone who's not from there. Yeah. I don't give a shit. St. Louis doesn't give a shit. Give a Ask St. Louis people how they feel about Chicago. I checked with folks here in Kansas city. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Long Island. They don't give a shit. We saw that when punk walked out. So, you made it this city story, which is going to give you a good pop and get you excited as a pay-per-view fan, I imagine. However, yeah. I don't want him to win for Chicago. Yeah, I don't want him to win at all. Well, but I, I really don't want him to win, him to win for, for Chicago. <laughs> if he had some, you know, something on the line, this is going to be the last time I had a repaired foot. If my repaired foot. Uh, can't go then i'm going to the wheels fall off this is my retirement versus title match something like that i don't think you should have done that but i'm just saying something with stakes attached to it okay i might root for punk in this situation but when you say chicago a sit my dirt's better than everyone else's dirt i don't care it's it's yeah it, it's a it's a worse version uh, the United States is the best. All you foreigners can, you're not better than us. We've got the moxie, no pun intended, but we got the, we got the, the gall. We, we got that perseverance. It's like, what? Yeah. It just, it's, it's how unstable am I supposed to believe 
for me is is CM Punk that like you can go from like look behind us now if you're watching live like you can go from I can't I can't I can't barely walk out here I'm sorry I let you all down to raving you know what I mean like veins popping out of your neck like I'm doing this for Chicago for look I love a steel but like this speech was fine but it, it wasn't well, moving like i didn't like i need to do this for chicago like it was weird I don't know. some of the things i will say the a steel portion of this segment actually got me fired up for a steel to smack him in the face slip up an f word and then the great the best part of the promo for me was a little detail that just showed the the coach student perspective or aspect of their relationship a steel is talking to the fans about like how great CM Punk is. And I forget what he's saying, but he just grabs him by his jacket and pulls him, just like a football coach does to a freshman. That's in the wrong position on the offensive line or in basketball. And, you know, coached him up. Yeah. But he's just grabbing him. And CM Punk is just like, like, like you were saying, the sad dog, like follow him around. And when he takes that smack, it fires him up. I didn't hate that it fired him up. That part made sense, right? Someone gets you riled up. You're going to forget. Adrenaline takes over. I understand. The thing that I didn't like was it was Chicago. Chicago is what got you fired up. Last time you wrestled in Chicago that you love so much, you lost dude, twice to MJF. Dude, people from Chicago love them. Some Chicago. So, yeah. Oh, you yeah. I mean, I mean Everyone thinks that their dirt is better than everyone else's dirt. It's yeah, but them Chicago people thing. are ready to fight but over yes, it. Chicago and New Yorkers. And then you get even In more Boston. dissected into New York where it's like Bronx or Manhattan, all that, the B-Eggs, all that. Shut up. You had no choice in it. Why did you take pride in something you had no choice in? Like, it's the silliest concept I've ever thought in my life. It's like, you you didn't pick. You didn't before birth say I pick the sunshine of Florida. You just were fucking born in Florida, you know. So why do you take Sorry pride about in that? It? Yeah, and and then also why do you think your place is any different? Like there isn't another ghetto in a different city or or restaurant or grocery store. It's <laughs> it's all the fucking same yeah. with just some coastal differences yeah. or like all of America has the same lack world. of culture. All right, pal. I'm like, talking yeah, about even, even the, world. About the whole world. <laughs> right. oh, yeah. It's just your, your climate's different, but everything is basically the fucking same. So shut up. No one cares. No one cares where you're from. If anyone, if you identify with your city, you probably didn't graduate high school. Like that's most likely your education level you're pretty dumb you probably forget your middle name from time to time like i don't want to be around you if you take that much pride in it yeah yeah so go moxley i got moxley fuck punk yeah oh i want moxley to win so bad but i feel like he's not it's the chicago it's chicago's punk we get the final punk run that we were gonna but i don't i like and I don't know if we were getting worked or if there truly was a lot of heat backstage over the punk thing. So I could see where like, we don't get punk winning the title again, but I, I think note. punk wins. Yeah. Side note. Let's go back to the punk promo before a steal. Um, you love Chicago so much, except for one heckler who you said, uh, doesn't get laid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, 
I love this city except for that fat guy. Fuck him. <laughs> like what? Yeah. And he kind of realized it. I think he got emotional, and then later he's like, "I probably shouldn't have said that." You know, I think he caught himself. Yeah. Because he was like, "I should have been the baby face. I'm supposed to be a goddamn baby face." But there, there proves your point. Like, he's a heel. He's a natural heel. Yeah, he is. I like CM Punk as a dickhead. I would hang out with heel CM Punk. Babyface CM Punk, I would push down a flight of stairs. <laughs> I do not care about that guy. But heel CM Punk, he wants to go get whatever. He's straight edge, so he doesn't get a drink. If he wants to go get milkshakes, I'm fucking going down to get milkshakes. Get milkshake, yeah. Let's go yeah, get milkshake. He's cool as shit. Babyface CM Punk is corny as fuck. No thanks. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Also, with this match, one thing I wanted to talk about tonight. What did you think about two weeks in a row now? John Moxley says something. CM Punk says something. We think CM Punk kind of gets the last word or the last haha in a segment that they're in together, or in this case, dueling promos. And then again, for the second week in a row, John Moxley's like, fuck that. No, I'm coming out here and I'm saying more shit. Yeah. Last week he beat up Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. This week he just walks yeah. out and is like, I'm I like the idea you of the unhinged John Moxley, right? Like, that right, is unhinged. Think, yeah. You think yeah. you fucking say something? Yeah. yeah. No, I got something to say. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, I like that. And I loved the, 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 uh, just the gravitas of, of just, you, your boy is going to get hurt now. Why did he have to say it? He was almost sad for the city where he was like, okay, this guy's going to get hurt. That sucks for you all. You're going to see someone damn near die on Sunday night. It's going to happen. Shouldn't have said it. Damn it. Sucks for you guys. And by the way, if you don't like me, eat a dick. You know, like, <laughs> I don't that's know what, what he said. Yeah, I think he said. That's what he said before yeah. he threw the microphone. Right. So we got John Moxley versus CM Punk. If we're betting money, let's be honest, we're CM probably going to pick CM Punk. But our hearts are with the lunatic fringe. Well, yeah. no, he's not the lunatic fringe in uh, AEW, no. but John Yeah. So that is AEW All Out. We are going there. We're also going to Rampage, which we touched on a little bit. Tim, I'm not meaning to put you on the spot here, but mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit before we jump out the door here of our saturday night festivities gcw what are you what are you looking forward to as we kind of look at this card as far as gcw the art of war games Uh, yeah i'm gonna be honest i have not been like up to speed on all of the gcw things i haven't watched the last couple events so let's pull up uh the card huh you got the card up Uh, i will now so i'm looking forward to i know this is happening i am looking forward to the Briscoe brothers in mm, person. Yes. These chicken farmers that look like they might really shoot you in the back of the head. If they're mad at you, I like them. So I'm excited to see them in person. I've never seen it before. So this is in what person. five teams, five individual tag teams in their war games, right? Their art of war games, mm-hmm. two rings, one cage. So yeah, the Briscoes, um, God, I mean, that's, I've never seen the Briscoes live either. And there've been somebody that have always been kind of one of my, like you know back burner favorites right every time i see something from the briscoes i'm like oh that was fun i like that that, right i want to see more of that um and i wish they would have a you know bigger stage i'm glad we're going to be there to see that i think that's going to be huge and just that whole 
the GCW crowd being a part of that is going to feel magical. Like I've seen it so many times where I'm like, this is insane. You, like this is like a an old school mosh pit, right? Like, mm-hmm. and and that's where we're going, and we're gonna be pretty damn close. And so we might get blood on our clothes, and I'm excited. I for hope that. so. Yeah, I hope so. I hope yeah. I. I hope the mosh pit does break out. I want to punch someone right in their fucking eye socket. And their double I chin. My, I want to put this little ass knuckle right through someone's eye socket. If, if the moment calls for it, I want to get rowdy GCW. I want to get, get me in there. I don't care. I'll take a pizza cutter to someone's head. I'm You're bringing this one. You're joke. bringing one. <laughs> yeah, right. But let me clear. I'm all, this is all jokes. This is the character of T-Mac. Right. I don't, Right. This is all right. sport. Kayfabe T-Mac. Yeah, don't, don't get me involved yeah. with anything. No. I want to drink hot tea and watch pro wrestling. Like, do not, yeah. do not do that to me. Yeah. We're going to have a full stomach. We're not going to be ready for that. Oh, my God. You yeah. want me to get active 20 minutes after eating? No, thanks. Yeah, you're going to have been standing in lines all day long at the oh. AW Fan Fest. Like, you're never oh, my goodness. Oh, my, my back is going to be so yeah. tight. Mm-hmm. And oh. what are you going to do with your fanny pack while you go in there? I like mean, what will happen? Yeah. Who's going to watch yeah, that? Right. You're going to watch it? No. Yeah, I'm going to be ringside, so I can't be watching yeah. that. I'm going to be Oh my goodness. I'm going to be yeah. sliding you stuff to hit people with. But if they get me yes. in that ring, Fuck I'll tell you what. I'm Fuck them. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Did we get sexual? <laughs> no, I mean like no, you fucking fuck them up. Yeah, yeah, like you fuck them. Yeah, no, All not right. do you think he could fuck him? Like, just <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! I mean, yeah. this is up to you. This is your story to tell, Tom. Whatever you feel is necessary. <laughs> yeah! But yeah, we're going to GCW. We're getting to see Effie, the Briscoes, Alex Cologne. Uh, we're getting KG, see- friend of the show, Kevin Gill. Yes! Oh, we should definitely try to meet up with them. Yes, that would be great. That would be great to do. Yes. Uh, yeah, so GCW. Tim, what else do we got? What else are we talking about before we get out of here? I've got one tweet to table that I want to bring up from at Devil Vamp. He says, there is a reason why Cody left AEW, and it wasn't just for the money or a WWE title. He saw the writing on the wall that we are all hearing about now. Production issues, talent being ghosted, talent fighting, EVPs, not a position any longer, honeymoon over, hashtag tweet the table. Um... Man, I hope not. Yes and, I mean, yes well, and no, right? Yes and no. Is the honeymoon pit phase over? I believe so. Yes. Now, the cool thing is to like what Triple H is doing. Hey, he's bringing back people that were already on the roster. Isn't that fun? <laughs> it's Dexter. He went nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It's Dakota Kai. She does this with her hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. The honeymoon phase is over. Now, Devil Vamp, I would like to draw your attention to, uh, you brought up backstage fighting. Let us not forget the stories on this very podcast from one Rob Schamberger, where the Great Khali and Big Show tried to fight each other. Oh, we're rolling around on the floor bitch slapping each other. Yes. Let's also go back to the late, great Eddie Guerrero, where we have heard stories, firsthand accounts, from Kurt Angle and other eyewitnesses, where Eddie Guerrero tried to double leg the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle because he didn't like how the match went. So this idea that oh my God, talents, uh, talents fighting the writings of Goldberg the and Chris Jericho who fought. Yeah, Chris Jericho who tried to fight Brock Lesnar yeah. after a SummerSlam right. match 
with Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton, right? So this idea that like talent's fighting, which means, oh shit, get your stocks out options ready because we got to get your resumes going because we got to get the fuck out of here. Shut up. That's silly. It's dumb. That's, that's, that's a, it happens in sports as well, right? Everywhere. Yeah. 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 Aaron Donald, the, the Super Bowl MVP recently in a mixed uh, practice with the Bengals took someone's helmet and hit two people with it. He damn near killed someone and we just kept it going. Yeah. NFL's not going under. Nope. We're just keeping it going. Yeah. Opening week, I think, is next week. Yeah. Right? Now, the EVPs and things like that, the, the ghosting of talent. Again, I believe the honeymoon phase is over, and now people are saying we want more structure. I feel like this is very similar to when you look at startup companies and whatever their product is, technology, services, product, whatever it is. At the at the start, most startup companies that I've worked for, typically it's the CEO, the COO, salespeople, and then some people that just help keep the doors open, right? But then as you grow, which AEW is doing now, like now you get an HR department, mm-hmm. right? And now you get people to report to. And this is the phase that we're into now in AEW where now Tony Khan has to get someone else because now he's pitching ideas to... Uh, discover Warner on a ring of honor show. So he can't meet with Lance Archer about his next push. So that's where I'm making this up. Christopher Daniels comes yeah, in, right. whoever it is. Mark Henry. And so, yeah. So this is that next phase. Obviously there's going to be speed bumps and obviously there's going to be people who self-select themselves out of AEW, And that's fine. The idea that we thought three years ago when AEW started that everyone's going to be here forever. No one's ever leaving. We're getting, we're keeping all these fucking people yeah. for life. It's silly. Yeah. So it's the, it's a transition phase of a company that's growing from startup again at a higher scale to now yeah. a more complex company. Well, to me, the honeymoon phase can be over. It's still the way more fun product. Like, yes, I wish their production was better. Um, you know what I mean? Way but, better. Um, and so like they have a lot of room to grow, but it's still the way more fun product to watch. And so like, eh. Whatever's happening back there, it's fine. I still like what I'm seeing on the TV way better than the alternative. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't want to bring up another podcast, but when I was asked about CM Punk, what do you think? My comment was, as a fan, it seems fun. I like it. It's fun to, ooh, what's really going to happen? This is kind of fun. We're blurring lines, right? But I also don't work with him every day. Mm. So... And this is kind of what I've tried to say since 397 episodes ago. It's just, there, there was a sign tonight and I loved it. It said, just enjoy wrestling. I would take that one step farther and just say, just watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you like it or not is dependent on factors that are just for you, right? It's just like a movie or a TV show. You don't have to watch the TV show because it's on your television. You could turn the channel, right? So just watch the wrestling. Don't, why, why do you care to know things before others or want to know real life, you know, financials? And I, I just, some people, I understand the financial aspect, the business, you know, cause they're business people, but it's just, just watch the wrestling. Just watch the wrestling. Yeah. Just watch the wrestling. Just watch the wrestling. You should watch the wrestling this whole weekend though, uh, especially all out. Art of War games and Rampage because you just might see us because we're going to be there 
because we're ballers and I'm excited. And I, I don't have anything else to say. I, I can't contain my excitement all day at work tomorrow. I'm just going to be like, yeah, 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 whatever. Shut up. Shut yeah. up. Hurry this up. Let's get this meeting over with. I got shit to fucking do. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, just act like you have a stomachache. That's what I'm doing. At yeah. like 9.15. I'm, oh, God, I got to like, go oh, home. Oh, man, I got to go. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to go home, guys. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Except my boss might be watching this right now. <laughs> going to be like, oh, oh but you're sick. That's what you told me. Uh, right yeah, that's right. I did. I got a little bit of the sniffles. Yeah. Man, you look yeah. like you're running a fever. I think I'm shitting my pants right now. Yeah. yeah. You, you need 24 to 62 hours in the yeah, You're right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know I look like absolute shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. You're a good friend. Yeah. You're always supportive. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, catch us at All Out. If you're there in Chicago, find a way to get a hold of us. You know, SpanishDownStable.net. All the social media is there. Send us a message. If we can if we can meet up with you, we'll let you buy us a beer. And then we'll see you when we get back next week when we'll talk about all the fucking fun we had in Chicago. The Spanish Announce Table.